welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. Today we are going to talk about 205 Live NXT. We're going to venture back to Starcade 1998 to watch a triple threat match. We've got some news. We have no questions, which is sad, but oh well, what are you going to do? My name is John, and joining me this week, as she does every week, is the Chuck Taylor to my Kenny Omega, Marianne. Hello. Uh, I wasn't even, I, I felt like it would have insulted you if I made sure beforehand that you got the right person. <laughs> I was like, I swear to God, clearly I'm the Chuck Taylor of this pair, of this of this. These men of low moral fiber. Yes, absolutely. Indeed. Uh, how goes it? It goes good. Um, by the time this is released, we will be in the same vicinity once again. Yes, yes, we will. We will and I will be... be wearing lots of sequins. Yes. It will be excellent. Perfect. John and I are attending a Christmas party. We are. We are attending a Christmas party. For we party. are festive beings who go to parties now, apparently. Apparently so. Yeah. I guess. But how have you been? Uh, I've been all right. I uh, did you get your ring resized. I did get my ring resized. We got um, a ring for Lauren as well. Um, Excellent. I did see it's very Lauren. Yes, thank you. Um, you went to a concert yesterday too. I did. I went and I saw Nine Inch Nails yesterday uh, for the fourth time. It was very good. They were very good. In do you concert. remember? Do you remember that joke we made a long time ago about new nasty Neville, but all backwards ends like Nine Inch Nails? No. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. And then Jaron freaking stole it and put it on his Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like so mad. I was like, how dare you? You don't even listen to us, you piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. (sighs) Fair enough. That's it. That's all that's going on. Nothing. Nothing else. You threw out your back. Well, yeah, I did. Um, I stayed home. Being hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. Being hardcore and just uh, sitting or standing at a concert—that's how. Yeah, that's that's the badass thing you did. I broke a nail opening a Kit Kat bar. Oh, I I heard about that. Yeah, it was pathetic. Well, never broken a bone, done anything like that. But I've had my gallbladder removed because I eat too much butter and cheese, and then I just I broke a nail opening a mini, not even a regular size Kit Kat bar, like a baby Kit Kat bar. Oh wow! Well, there you go. Yeah. Man, can't trust me with shit. No, but anyways, not. we watched wrestling. We did watch wrestling. Um, yeah, we watched uh, two hundred five live. Um, this was uh, this was strange because uh, obviously I had free time today, so I had to. I got to watch everything today. Um, not a good two hundred five live. No, it actually. I mean, you know why? Why is that? You didn't have to press the button once. That's very true. That's very, very true. There was no button pushing going on here. And um, I don't know if that's a testament to my taste, but if there's a button pushing, that necess- that usually means that it's not a bad showing. Very true. Very true. Um, this is me telling myself that I have good taste and there's absolutely nothing wrong with me mentally whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, let's see here. So... The first thing we we get the rundown of the show as usual, and the uh, our main event is going to be Cedric Alexander taking on Tony Nese, and I went, yeah, I don't have to watch this. Great. Yeah, I said, thank God that saves me so much time that I don't have because at the time I was like, I literally watched it like an hour and a half ago. Yeah, that, I mean that's fine. Uh, more on that match later. Uh, we opened the show with uh, Buddy Murphy taking on Grand Metalik, which uh, sucks because I guess. Uh, one Noam Dar. You just made the list. Is injured or something? Um, he was supposed to go against my baby Noam. I know. I'm. I'm very upset because I was pretty hyped about that match. I was too. And he did that. He did that like spunky. I'm wearing a hoodie in a car at night promo to try and make himself look <laughs> less like a baby. He did. He did. And then he goes and gets hurt. I guess And then we so. get stuck with Grand Metalik, who always insists on dressing like a Power Ranger. Yeah, I was going to say, his outfit looks very Power Ranger-esque today. 
It has been lately. It was the it was the last time he wrestled too. I think. Hmm. I wonder if he has one for all of them. Huh? Nobody have has as much gear as Kalisto though. Oh, absolutely not. You remember when we were like, Kalisto has more gear than any person like ever. Yeah, he does. He has so much gear; it's ridiculous. It's disgusting. <laughs> so, um, I mean, this match was was pretty good. I I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, very good back and forth. Uh, I loved that. I didn't know what to call it, but when Grand Metalik jumped off the, I think it was the f- second or third rope. And Buddy Murphy caught him in in a vertical suplex. I thought that was pretty cool. That's a nice little thing. Yeah, that's that's a that, it's a good move for a strong lad and tiny lad. Yes, um, and good strong lad tiny lad combination move. Yeah, and uh, Buddy Murphy uh, basically killed Grand Metalik with a Liger bomb. That shit dude, was, I love those so much. Yeah, that shit was gnarly. Um, and then As are most of his moves. Yeah. It, I, well, I mean, the finish, the, the Murphy's law was, it looks Lord. cool every time. Yeah. Every time it's just a I very cool move. I don't get sick move. of it. And um, he, and it's one of those finishers too, that isn't very obvious when it's, they're setting up for it. Oh yeah. That he just was, does yeah. it kind of quick. Like he could do it out of anything instead of like, and here it's not as predictable when the finisher is going to be. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh no, it does make sense. But I mean, yeah, that was uh that was a pretty good finish. I I enjoyed that I enjoyed that match. And then we basically just got interviews in the middle. I mean, we had Uncle Drake with uh Brian Kendrick and Tozawa. That was a weird weird bit. It was like, strange. Kendrick Kendrick was just like, if what's the opposite of new nasty? <laughs> um because that's exactly what he was. New- Wholesome. Uh, also, Max Kendrick. I'm a. Uh, I mean, Tozawa said Kendrick has changed, but he looks the same, and he'll he'll change that. So I don't know. That, what's oh go- god, that scares me. So I wonder if he's gonna shave. If he's gonna go back to being like, like when he was Spanky. Did you ever see him when he wrestled as Spanky? Yes, actually, I've seen some stuff. I mean, Weirdly honestly, enough. he he almost looks like. I mean, when he was in Japan, they called him, I think, Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> I don't know if that was his actual name, but Leonardo I... Leonardo DiCaprio? It was like Leo Kendrick or something like that. I'm not That's sure. That's so weird. Yeah, but he looked... Drake, Drake mentions the irony of them pairing together in a street fight. And after he says it, they just stare at him like this isn't ironic. And then he goes <laughs> into say, and then he goes, he proceeds to explain why it's ironic when in fact it was not ironic and it's just a coincidence. That yeah. is one of my biggest pet peeves is when people will will liberally use the term ironic mm-hmm. when that's not when it's really actually just a coincidence. Mm. I, I think you, I, I, if you use the word ironic, like you really need to know what irony means. Oh yeah, absolutely. Meaning, do not use what you think it is based on Alanis Morissette's song "Ironic." Oh yes, definitely don't use that as a uh... ever because nothing about that song is ironic. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Kendrick's changing his looks and then Tozawa coming back afterwards, and it was just like an awkward, weird, just very typical Tozawa backstage segment. Yeah, where he tells Drake he's fired. Um, and he just gets it up in people's personal space because that's like his favorite thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I enjoyed that. And then for for our friends who actually watch Monday Night Raw, why didn't you see the title of last week's episode? But also, did you see um, <laughs> that Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are the new tag team champions, which is very interesting. WTF? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. What? Yeah, they're the new tag team champions. It's like it's like a kid and their dad. Yes, basically. Oh, they it's have ma- like it's like Nicholas and Braun, but not as cool. They have matching gear now. They do. Yeah. Do they both wear robes? Ooh, that I don't know about, but they both wear um just the tights. I just of... I just pictured them both coming out to the glorious theme, and they're both on like lazy Susans. But one is smaller. But one is smaller, <laughs> but the, like one is a lazy one is like legit lazy Susan. The other one's just a Roomba. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like it. I like it. Uh, let's see. 
Gulak and Gallagher, they say some things. Gallagher. Right. What did I say, Gallagher? Oh, boy. Yep. Oh, boy. Gallagher. It's going to be a street fight next week uh, between Gulak, Gallagher, and Kendrick and Tozawa. Uh, I think that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, and, and Gulak was like, guess what? Everything's legal. And I'm like, anything is legal for the legal eagle. Yes, the regal beagle. Anything is legal for the regal beagle. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we, we got a uh, new nasty Davari shaking hands with Hideo Itami. What? Okay. Could, would you even be able to guess that he was a wrestler by looking at him in this segment? No, absolutely Exactly. Not. And he also they said wrestling was never meant to be flashy or pretty. And then he talks about wearing like flashy things. And I was like, says the man who's wearing rose tinted sunglasses <laughs> indoors at night and a knockoff Versace print jacket. My God. Shoot week. Come on. Yeah. We get it. You're Persian. Very true. What would what would really, really like sell Arya Davari? To me, is if they, you know, how they do those segments where somebody shows up, like yes. drives up to the center, the event center. Yes, like that, but with Arya Davari, and it's clearly a Beamer. Oh, absolutely! Like I would die. Yes, that and would for be... those of you who don't get that reference, it's a Clueless reference. There you go. So, a reference to the movie Clueless. Thank you. Uh, speaking of Clueless, Tony Nice is in the main event again. I'm not sure why, but. All you right. couldn't pay me to watch this match. I mean, like, you could, but you get what I'm saying. So I watched it because yeah, I was like... me saying I didn't watch it. Yes, I, but I, I watched it because I guess I have a duty or something. I don't know. And it was fine. I mean, Tony Nese is a, a fine wrestler. He's just boring. We just think he's boring. Yeah, so is Cedric Alexander. Yes. Uh, yeah. Together, they just equal average. Yeah. Bor- or in my eyes less than average oh yeah absolutely um uh, this is breaking news i think pentagon just killed teddy hart teddy hart was already dying at a faster rate than the rest of us is this muted let me mute this and watch this all right he's got him on the apron he's like i'm gonna do a thing and he goes to oh he's probably fine that teddy hart that looked fucking brutal though he did a canadian destroyer on the fucking apron Christ. It's like, what are we doing? What are you trying to prove to us, Pentagon? Ooh, actually... Oh, boy. I don't know. I, I've literally watched it a million times. It doesn't look... Well, we'll see. I will say, Teddy Hart, I watched him do a moonsault elbow drop. Did you see that? He no. did it yesterday. It looked fucking cool. Um, I really it, it like totally it. It totally baffles me sometimes when I'm like, oh, yeah, Teddy Hart, like... Is an insane person. Yeah. But, yeah, also. Yes, but also, yes. Anyway, um, Tony Nese, Cedric Alexander, it was fine. I mean, I really don't have anything else beyond that to say about it. That's it. Yep, that was 205 Live. It was not the A show this week. No, definitely not. Let's talk about NXT. Uh, Which was the A show. Yes, NXT for us was the A show this week. Uh, We started it off... um, with uh, one, give me one second here, uh, Robert Aquatic. You just made the list! As I am calling him now, apparently. Um, I don't get it. It took me forever to get it. <laughs> it's Bobby Fish. Like, I didn't or... get it at first. And then, like, they were like, oh, and then main event is that. And I went, or, like, this is, like, planned for that. I went, oh, I get it. I get it now. Yeah. Bobby Fish. Robert I get it. Aquatic. Uh, taking it. on EC3, and I'd in case lo- anyone forgot, I love both of these people. Yes, this was a this was a fun l- little match. Yes. Uh, I will say, um, I'd like to thank Adam Cole for talking. So I fast forwarded five minutes until the match started. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks, the, he Adam came Cole. out, and I was like, "Why is Kyle O'Reilly acting like a monkey right now?" Did you see what I tweeted from the uh, the Tornado Tag Radio? No, I didn't. I need you to go check the last... I think it's the last tweet we have from there. Yes, it's the last thing I tweeted from that account. I need you to just go look. It is a series of pictures. Oh, God. <laughs> um, So this match was fun. Man, that fucking powerbomb that EC3 gave to Bobby Fish was absolutely insane. It was effortless as hell. It... 
yeah, he's he man, he fucked him real bad. <laughs> he got really fucked up. He um, just picked him up like he weighed nothing. Oh yeah, absolutely. It was amazing. I love EC3. He has got like, ugh, he's so good. Yeah, he's very. Oh, good. this is a good. This is some. This is quality tweet material. Thank you. Thank you. Why is one of Bobby Fish's eyes like really huge in this picture? Like he's wearing a monocle without actually wearing a monocle? Because he's confused why he's surrounded by so many boring people. Oh my god. He's also wearing jeans. True. Yeah, well, this jeans. is when he was in- injured, apparently. This is terrible. Yeah. yeah so anybody, and yeah, that's this is this is excellent tweet material. Um. Anyways, continuing what you were saying. Yes, I'm sorry. Um. What were we? Ta- we were talking about Bobby Fish and EC3 here. Uh. I. You know. I mean, Bobby Fish was injured for a very long time. It's. It's. Uh. I guess easy Did to this forget. This to forget how good he is. Yes, to forget how good he is. Um. He's got a real nice explorer. He's just. He's just a very good wrestler. Yeah, Bobby Fish is fantastic. I don't know why podcast listener and friend Nick does not like Bobby Fish. Wow, my God. Of all the people to dislike in this group, he is the least one to... Yeah, he, Bobby Fish is Bobby Fish is like the only thing that keeps you from forgetting who the rest of them are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Love him. Little... Him and his... Him and his... Like, he has... Bobby Fish's thighs deserve an award of their own. He's the best. Well then, well, then. <laughs> um, that little uh, when Bobby Fish got thrown into the ropes there, and his head kind of slipped under the top rope was pretty fucking scary. Yeah, it was. Ugh, you just came back, man. Um, EC three gets a roll up win, and here comes heavy machinery. But they came out because. Oh, you know, friends. undisputed chads are just pieces of shit. Yeah, and they, uh, I guess they called out Undisputed Era, and they were like, we don't care about you. And they're like, we'll yeah. show you. I, I, I feel like one of the reasons why I don't like Undisputed Era as a group is because they're all A-personality white guys. Yeah. Named Chad. Yeah. But also that the leader of their group is the least impressive one out of all of them. Yeah. Very much. And so. I feel like if I was in that group, that would bother me. Yeah. Agreed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, this is this is like, come on. Like, do you have to follow Adam Cole? Like, why Ugh, never mind. Anyways, Dakota Kai and Io Shirai, they friends. They friends, and um, haters beware. The MMA ladies are going to wrestle next week. So, I mean, get your... I already saw them wrestle. Get your... uh, Well, I mean, some of us haven't seen... Did they show when they wrestled, or was that not one of the recorded matches when they were in San Jose? Because they wrestled in San Jose. Uh, They wrestled in San Jose, but I think... uh, I don't know if all of that was taped... For, mm, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure this was taped at the Performance Center. Or, you know. Speaking of things that were taped that I missed when I was there, was the last um, the last match of the next match. <laughs> oh, did they? They had this match at San Jose. Yeah. Oh, my God. This match was fucking amazing. It was. But the... it wasn't this particular match. Mm, okay. It was. This is the second go round of the matchups at San Jose. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know how or I haven't. I feel like my list needs some revamping. Okay. Because I've already told you. Well, he has been on the list before. Mm-hmm. But Simon Gotch has gone like way up high on my list. Yes. Um, mostly because he's hilarious. You just made the list and. He's also very funny. Like, mm-hmm. well, very funny and hilarious. That's the same thing. I meant to say he's very intelligent, and that's, like, hot. There you go. But I was going to say um, Shane Thorne is great. So, okay. You just going the into this, there, Yes. There we go. Going right. into this next match, which was the Brit and Brawlers, which I'm waiting for them to officially call themselves that versus the Mighty. Yes. There. Um, I should have waited till after to say that, but Shane Thorne is in the Mighty. There you go. Um... My first note is, fuck yes, uh, this match was awesome. At one point, I was like, man, this match is just really fast-paced for a tag match. This is crazy. 
And then I think somebody grabbed the headlock and I went, oh, okay, it's going to slow down. And then nope. it didn't. It didn't slow down. And they just beat the fuck out of each other. This match was a lot of fun. Yeah, that uppercut on the turnbuckle and then he turned around and immediately just glared Ugh. it. Yes. Right to Birch. I was like, my God, Shane. Um, side note, I got um, my, Biff, my Biff baby messaged me back and uh-huh. he said, maybe I'll pitch it. You'll pitch it? They need a shirt. The Britam Brawlers. <laughs> they do, but they This match was very, very good. Oh yeah, it was so fun. Um, I thought it was different. They yeah. work so well together. It's because they're all friends. There was that uh, power slam into a pin, and then Thorn hits a fucking cannonball off of Miller into the corner. Oh uh, my god, that's so inventive. Yeah, that shit was crazy. Um, and it, it wasn't. It wasn't like. Like kind of a half-assed like cannonball. It was like a he caught pretty good air. Yeah. Oh it yeah. Wasn't it wasn't like jumping off the back and then doing like an elbow drop a la three Yes. It was like crazy. Oh yeah. It was um. It was super cool. Uh, Oni just slapping the shit out of everyone was great too. It, as he does. That's typical Biff behavior. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure Oni and. Danny Birch won, right? I com- yes, apparently yes, I did. completely forgot um, because you were too entertained by that match. Yes, I, they did win. I was. I'll tell you guys. I, we still have two matches to talk about. One being the main event, and then the other one being our uh, match of the week from Starcade. But uh, go out of your way to watch this match. It was a lot of fun. It was very good. Yes, it was super good. I had I, I, a lot of fun. Yeah, I watched it, and I was like, "Wow!" I was like. Because I knew the Mighty was good, but sometimes it takes, yeah. like, a specific thing for you to go, wow, they're really good. Yeah, absolutely. And it makes you realize how, like, underutilized sometimes right. people are. And we'll get to that when we get to the main event. Yeah. But, yeah, it was that match was great. Absolutely. Now, let's see. We've got a, we got a little bit to go here before we... Uh... We get to the main event here. We just recap that we're getting Gargano and Black in a cage next week. Um, we're uh, like next week's going to be pretty jam packed. It seems like so we're getting that match. We are getting the debut of Donnie Dijak, which is not his name, but I feel like we're just <laughs> going to continue to call him Donovan Dijak because that name is like my favorite. It's like my favorite wrestling name. Yeah, Donovan. And I'm so bummed that he changed it. Dijakovic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. It's, I mean, that's just what's going to happen, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Next week is going to be crazy. And that's not actually everything. We're going to have, um, Jessamine Duke and Marina Strong or whatever her name is, um, take um, on Shafir. <laughs> I'm just, because she's married to Roderick. Um, yeah. Well, their kid is not cute. <laughs> well, um well so who was it holland somebody posted a picture of it and i went wow wow yeah i mean they all can't be zingers i guess um <laughs> uh i think that might be the name of the episode <laughs> i had to find a way to word that so i could tweet it later just be like they all can't be zingers like john talking about people's children <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so Dakota Kai and Io Sheree are going to take on Jessamine Duke and, um, Mrs. Roderick Strong. (laughs) And, uh, they can't, I I just, my only note was, oh no, they can't speak, they only can laugh. Or smile and nod, and also they're braid buddies. (laughs) Yes, they are. She even added, did you remember last week where I said she had, like, woodland elf like lord of the rings legless hair yes jessamine duke yeah she they even added the side braids like the two down on each side Mm -hmm. that's even a legless hair huh that's like full-on legless hair she could be a woodland elf i'd see it there you go um i actually skipped this next part but i mean if you just want to have at it you're good to go okay so the whole um, women's fatal four-way match. I don't yes. know when the fuck this was decided. Well. But, um, well, since obviously the first contestant is Bianca Belair. And then they announced that Lacey Evans, who is garbage, 
gets to be the other one of the other people in the Fatal 4-Way match. And so now there's only two slots left. And I was like, what the hell did she do? Stop trying to make Lacey Evans happen. She's horrible. Uh, yeah. She's real bad. That was that. Yeah. That was John's noise of agreeing with me. Yep. Yes, it um, but going into it was uh, Mia Yim versus Reina Gonzalez to fill one of the other two spots. Yeah. And I didn't have any notes for this. I didn't have any notes for it except for that uh, Reina Gonzalez has props and did not know how to use them to benefit her character. I, she, she seems to be a cowbell and a rope. And I was like, I don't get it. Yeah. She seems to be. Uh, I hope she puts it together. That's all I got to say. Get it really. together. Get it together, but I think she'll figure it out. So, her, Yeah, her and her jeans were like super ripped, like not even jeans anymore. I was like, what? don't wrestle in jeans. Yeah, it was... You are not Dean Ambrose. It was very weird. Yeah. I mean, I kind of got it, but at the same time, eh. Meh. Eh. Anyway. Um, not a strong enough gimmick. No. We had an Aleister Black thing where he said some stuff about demons or something i don't know i didn't watch probably. it probably uh and then we had our main event of the evening which was ricochet um issuing an open challenge for the nxt north american championship and who uh who should answer this challenge but one tyler breeze oh my god it's tyler who we haven't seen for a little while because his uh tag team partner's leg exploded or something i'm not can't remember what happened to him. I hope it didn't harm his awesome leg tattoos that he's always hiding. No, I think I think he's fine. I think he's just recovering. So uh, whenever Tyler Breeze, whose gear did not slow down. No, it did not. Um, In fact, it sped up. Uh, this was a pretty fun match. Uh, another Very fun. Another match. I suggest you go check out just because it was. You know, it's a match we didn't think we'd we'd ever see. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you thought you'd see it. So good for you, but. I didn't, uh, and it was yeah, co- it was shitbag Trevor. It was cool. I mean, the thing I I, I have two notes. One of them is more of a uh, a wrestling note, which was um, Ricochet. I think he tried to come off the apron. And he got caught with a drop kick, which was fun. But man, I which forgot he almost missed. Yes, but it was still it still looked all right. It was still beautiful. Um, it was just very well done. It was quick paced. You could tell that they have a lot of chemistry together. Yeah. Um, and you had said like, like when I what I had said earlier is people that aren't being utilized like to their full like ability. Tyler Breeze is really good. Yes, I absolutely forgot how bad. Or I'm sorry, how good he was, and how badly I missed him. There we go. He's he's, <laughs> he's great with character work. Yeah, uh, but he but uh, okay. Imagine Breeze. Do he did a reverse Rana in this match? Imagine him doing a reverse Rana on the in a main roster show. Yeah, he wouldn't even get two minutes. <laughs> yeah, fucking reverse Rana. Yeah, very true. When he could have, he could have solved who attacked that Alistair Black. He could have so fast, so swiftly, and so fashionably. It would have been. It would have been. That's one of my finest tweets. It is. It is indeed. Frizzango <laughs> um, would have would find out who attacked Alistair Black in under ten minutes. Oh yeah, they f- for sure would have. Love it. Um, and I wouldn't have been surprised. Everybody's underestimating them, but um, just fun. Just because Fondango whis- like whispers. Yeah. Like. So weird. I love that. I love that character quality. Yeah. Like it's one of my favorite things that he's added to it is that he whispers and just sounds like pervy all the time. <laughs> it's brilliant. It's, it's so stuff. brilliant. But um, Breeze is fantastic. That match was very. It was very even for a shitty Trevor match. They really know how to work together. It was evenly matched. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was. It, felt it was like a good a, choice. Yeah. For them to pick. Absolutely. Him. And I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. Um, I kind of hope this uh, this open challenge thing happens for a little while. I think that's fun. If Ricochet is going to be the next John Cena. Basically. Why not? <laughs> um, next up, we had a triple threat match. Actually, what was we I going to ask you? Do you think... I mean, I guess like if... if in this instance, because Tyler Breeze was a, a mainstay in... in uh, NXT before uh, before he got called up. Do you think he should stick around until Fandango is 
he's better. You, mean you, want, you mean it should be like a hype bro situation? Yeah, I mean, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, you I could th- do that. I think I feel like fun. it would be. I feel like it would be one of those things that Tyler Breeze, like out of the two of them, could definitely kind of stand more on his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're definitely stronger together. Yeah, absolutely. Because they go so well together. Uh, all right, here we are. Our I'm I'm trying to think of a name for this segment, but I can't really. What is it? Throwback classic match. Our classic match. Our classic well, match segment. Well, we're recording on a Thursday, but it doesn't get released till Friday, yeah. so it doesn't work that Flashback way. Friday, match of the week. Um, Yay. Sure, whatever, I don't know. How um, cliche. Yeah, I know. Uh, all the way from 1998, Marianne, give us a date check. I was eight years old. There we go. Uh, Starcade, hailing from Washington, D.C. in the MCI Center, almost at the end of the year, December 27th, 1998. We watched the opening match, which was a triple threat match for the WCW Cruiserweight Championship. It was Billy Kidman defending his championship against Rey Mysterio Jr. and Juventude Guerrera. That's such a fun name. Isn't it? They called him Hoovy. Hoovy Juice. Juventude! Juventude! Um, Marianne, uh, this is your first time seeing, I believe, two of these gentlemen wrestle. No, I've seen Juventude. You have? Yeah, he would, oh, he would wrestle for Pro Wrestling Revolution sometimes. I was just going to say, yes, he's wrestled for Pro Wrestling Revolution. But uh, I mean, you it's haven't my first seen... time seeing Billy Kidman, and my first note about Billy Kidman was that he looks like an off-season construction worker. <laughs> Which is very funny because... Um, they mentioned them looking like construction workers later. Yes. Oh, so did you watch the Eddie and Billy Kidman match? Yes. Okay, I also watched it, but I didn't take any notes on it. Um, but yeah, we'll... I was like, oh my god, look at him. Yeah. Coming um, out with them jorts and a, a tribal calf tattoo. Well, let me give you a little background on, on Billy Kidman. He was originally, when he first came in, he was a member of the the flock. He was a member of Raven's flock. Of seagulls? No, of Raven's flock. So it was just Raven who he just had a bunch of uh, dudes that hung out with him uh, and they were all like weird and outcasts. And Kidman's gimmick was he was a heroin addict. They didn't come out and say he was a heroin addict, but he was constantly just scratching his arms and scratching all over. And um, his shooting star press was called the seven year itch, which was pretty cool. Um, It's beautiful. Yeah, and then, um, I mean, the group broke up, and then he just became Billy Kidman. And that Which is, his, the name suits him because he does look like a kid man. <laughs> a kid man. He does indeed look like a kid man. He puts, like, his, his, his look is, like, zero effort, which yeah. is also goals for me. Yeah. To just put zero effort into my look. But he looks like um, Becky's shithead boyfriend, who she later marries on Roseanne. Oh What's my his god. Name? Is it Mark? Yes. That's what he looks like. Wow. My but he's god. a mechanic. So he could be a mechanic too, I guess. I don't know. It's in the nineties. Anyway. But um on the other side of the spectrum, uh Hoovy looks badass at all times. Yeah, Hooventude. This was uh I forgot how Tell me your hair secrets. <laughs> right, that blowout's fantastic. His hair is beautiful. I will say, um, Hooventude loves them springboards, don't he? No, for sure. He did like forty springboard moves in this match. It was uh, pretty crazy. I don't. I never remembered him doing so many springboards. But I mean, I guess when you're good at it, you might as well just keep doing it. Yeah. Right. Um, I for- completely forgot that we were in the the midst of the LWO, uh, the Latino World Order which was, I believe, originally formed by Eddie Guerrero because he thought uh, all of the Latin superstars were not getting the the attention they deserved. Is he wrong, though? No, he's he was right. He's completely right. Got to put it in an acronym so it's real. Yeah. Uh, I, I love their LWO shirts, too. They're great. It was... Um, who was in this? There were a lot of people in this, but... Um, I mean, was who, it like the Mexican Bullet Club? Yes, which was actually also a thing. Bullet, there was a um, a Mexican Bullet Club. What? Yeah, for a little bit. Anyway, uh, it was Eddie Guerrero. I mean, forcefully Rey Mysterio, Juventud Guerrera, Psychosis, uh, La Parca, Silver, La Parca! 
Yeah, Silver King, Viano Five, Hector Garza, Syncope, Damien Six Six Six. I was and, gonna say he has to be in it. And um, one El Dandy, which uh, one time Bret Hart famously said, "Who are you to do- Who are you to doubt El Dandy?" <laughs> Where. That was it's you have to find that interview. I'll I'll send it to you. It's just so funny because uh, it's a backstage promo with Mean Gene Okerlund. And he's like, Bret Hart, who's going to challenge you for your United States championship? And he's like, I don't know. Anybody could challenge you. It could be El Dandy. He and who am I to doubt El Dandy? Gene Okerlund's like El Dandy. And he goes, who are you to doubt El Dandy? <laughs> It's like the greatest Bret Hart interview of all time. I'll find it for you. It's great. That's so funny. It's very good. But anyway, the LWO, clearly we had two people that were in the LWO, one being Juventud Guerrero, the other being Rey Mysterio Jr., who was in it. Um, I think he lost a match, so he had to join. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> you know. That's terrible. It's something like um, that. I think Hoovy did a Frankensteiner to Mysterio off of Kidman, and it was fantastic. Yes, that man. This match was a lot of fun. I'm I'm glad we picked this over. I think it was Hogan and Sting. Yeah. Um, goodness. Uh, what else? There was the. Uh, it was an improvised bulldog off of Kidman's shoulders. Yes, that was cool too. Uh, yeah. I, the Hurricane Rana on Hoovy by Ray onto the floor was insane. Yeah. Um, the top rope acai moonsault was also crazy. There's just so much acai crazy shit. With that, with the weird little squiggle underneath it. Yes. Well, I mean, it is na- that acai is different. Acai berry. It's yeah, a berry, right? Well, I mean, and it's also Ultimo Dragon's real last name. But you're, John, you're just supposed to go with my joke. Yeah, your joke is great, too. Okay, thanks. But also Ultimo Dragon. Uh, we need to watch more <laughs> ultimate. We need to watch more ultimate dragon matches. He's the best. Would you say he's Ultimo? I would say he is the ultimate. Yes. Um, that sh- the shooting star press to the outside was. I'm sure. Gorgeous. I'm sure. Little John Pingle was like, "What the fuck was that?" Um, but also, Big John Pingle was like, "Man, that was fucking crazy." So the same thought. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> I always liked, I wish Hooventude had hit a good Hoovy driver, uh, which is basically the Michinoku driver, uh, but he it's he stalled but it a little more. with his name instead. Yeah, he stalled it a little more uh, than Taka did, and the, I fucking really liked it, but he didn't really hit a good one this time. I was hoping we get a good one, but that's fine. Uh, Eddie Guerrero comes out. I mean... With bangs all the way around. <laughs> he, he had a mullet, but also... Um, effortlessly beautiful ponytail and i was really jealous oh yeah absolutely and he tries to help one of the members of the lwo win but that doesn't happen and kidman ends up getting the win and eddie is just cutting a 17 a 17 minute long promo that doesn't age well Um. it looks okay so after after they lost and he like finds out that they lost he like oversold it and just looked ridiculous (laughs) like and then like that promo would have been a lot more effective if he didn't start losing his voice like halfway through it because he was yelling the whole time oh like you could be effective yeah like effective like at being angry without yelling the whole time yeah then his voice started to go out and then he just started to sound like completely like ridiculous but then he said, if you can hear me, you dweeb. And I started laughing and forgot all about that. <laughs> yes, he called Kidman a dweeb. Kidman came back out and said, oh, I'll fight you right now. And then they actually did have an impromptu match that lasted about 10 minutes. Uh, that yeah, was pretty good, too. Eddie was like, let me go get ready first. And he was like, no, idiot. Yeah. You said if you want to fight me now, we're going to fight now. Don't You don't get time to get ready. You think you can beat me now? You try and beat me now. Yes, and they had an impromptu match. For I am match. a kid man. For I am a kid man, yes. And they had an impromptu match, and it was uh, it was pretty good. It was fun. Yeah. I didn't Eddie take any notes. Screaming, so. Eddie, like, turning around and just screaming, Cayete. Yes. At Hoovy, like, in the middle of a sentence. I was like, man, he is master of the Spanglish language. 
Um, so good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, Kidman retains in both matches. Um, yeah. I'm fun. down for Billy Kidman. Yeah, Kidman was was pretty fun to watch in in WCW. Um, and I think he might have been fun to watch in um, in WWE, but I can't honestly can't really remember any of his matches. To be Shame. honest, if we are being honest. Um, so next week, which I actually have to make sure next week is the twentieth. Okay. Um, next week we are going back to 1985. I was watch. a glint in the milkman's eye. There you go. Actually, I don't even think my parents were married yet. <laughs> we are going to be watching... And uh, therefore, they weren't divorced yet. <laughs> well, well, there you go. We're going to be watching one Magnum TA. Have you ever heard of Magnum TA? This should be interesting. I've heard of Magnum TI. Well, yes. He looked exactly like Magnum TI. But was, he was he a teacher's assistant? No, he was not. He's just a, just a, a guy. A Magnum teacher's assistant? Yes. And I, I have a... <laughs> A story to tell about Magnum TA when we get to it. Um, hopefully, this match lives up to what it should. But it does have one Tully Blanchard in it, so he is a very good wrestler. Um, and it is a steel cage match that is also an I Quit match, which is interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna check it out. Also, um, <laughs> I don't know how old this picture is that someone just tweeted, but they tweeted a picture of. Mike Quackenbush and Drew Gulak in the WWE Performance Center, both wearing Chikara shirts. Oh, no, this was like two days ago. Oh, was it? Okay. That's this was great. recently. Drew Drew posted it on Instagram today. Oh, great. Good stuff. Because I follow the Regal Beagle. Absolutely. Great. Uh, so that's going to be next week. We're going to wa- watch that match, and I am excited for it. Um, we got a couple of news items. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the button, but I'm also very sad. Uh, Dakota Kai, you just made the list. Uh, out for nine months with a torn ACL. I guess you just can't be uh, friends with someone who has the shiniest wizard. You definitely can't. <sighs> Man, that it that is fucking rough. Um, because it looked like she was on her way to at least uh, getting into the title picture, but she's yeah. gone f- uh, until basically. August, right? No, August, September of next year. Christ, that which blows. sucks. Sucks a lot. Um, what else do we got? Uh, Cody Rhodes apparently passed up on a WWE contract, but I'm not going to believe anything anyone in the elite says until they show up somewhere else. Yeah, because I I'm like thinking all sorts of crazy things that could be. Happening. Also, I don't care about the elite, so whatever. Well, all right then. Um, let's talk about this PWG card that was announced. Very briefly, you put. I in put the notes. very briefly. I don't know why. Um, it because was. You do know why. Announced on the tenth that PWG's Hand of Doom will take. It'll be the first PWG event of 2019. Uh, it'll take place on January 18th, and I am looking forward to asking for that day off. Um, we're going to get a lot of debuts here and, and a lot of returns as well. But, uh, Jungle Boy is going to make his PWG debut against. I'm very excited about that. I've been watching him wrestle for a long time. I just actually got to see him wrestle live for the first time at the Joey Janela's LA Confidential. And he was. Really? Yeah. It's the first time I've ever seen him. Really? Yeah. Because he's up in the Bay Area. Like, I think every um apw show he's booked oh well good so i've seen him a lot yeah so we will uh we'll see how that goes he's going to take on brody king and this could quite possibly be brody king's last pwg match because he's been uh snatched up by roh and we know how that's pwg match and he also might get arrested for murdering jungle boy very true um Puma Kings. In front of his dad, who will probably be there. Oh, my God. His dad being one Luke Perry. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yeah. He's Luke Perry's kid? You didn't know that? I, I feel like I did know that. He was totally at, um, when, because Jungle Boy was um, at the Cow Palace when APW was at the Cow Palace, and Luke Perry was there. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, that's his dad. Well, I mean, they all can't be zingers, Marianne. But or they can be zingers. I, I don't know. 
Just trying to, <laughs> just trying to dri- drive it home at this point. Um, Let's get to the most important announcement of the PWG show. Hold, which is... hold on. Puma King's going to take on DJZ. I don't care. But for me, uh, let me set the scene for you, Mariana. I was... Was at a, I was at a wonderful dinner with my fiance and my brother-in-law who was in town. We went to Did a Did the Dingo eat your fiance? No, we went to a fancy restaurant called Major Domo. You may have seen pictures that I posted on um my Instagram story. And in the middle of this dinner, I said, "You know what? I'm going to look at my phone cuz there's lots of uh baseball goings on." And I saw that PWG had started announcing um, had started announcing this card, and I think you had also actually texted me. And I was like, "I don't know if I did." I you might have about that uh, a match. No, we I texted talk about you later. after they announced my favorite part, and I said I almost crashed my car. Right, but then I went and I'm like, "Oh, let's see what the rest of the card is." And I let out a literal gasp at this dinner, and I said. Oh my God, Jonathan Gresham is making his PWG debut. Oh yeah, you love him. Uh, and not only is he making his PWG debut, he's taking on Robbie Eagles, um, who you also love. Yes, this should be an interesting match. Um, I fucking love Jonathan Gresham. People were you have putting for out. A long time. I have people have put out uh, their what have they put out the you know the wish list. For 2019 for PWG, and I think besides uh, Anthony Henry, uh, Jonathan Gresham was high on my list, and uh, we can check him the fuck off. So good for him. I will say it got the most favorites of any tweet they put out for this card. I'm just saying. I'm very excited. Um, we have LAX, which is Ortiz and Santana taking on Flamita and Ray Horace, which should just be a fucking insane match. Yeah. We have known flat earther Flip Gordon taking on Bandito, which should also be insane. Bandito is nuts. Yeah, Bandito's nuts. Flip Gordon is also nuts. So let's fucking go but crazy. But he's actually nuts because he thinks the earth is <laughs> Yes, so. he's legitimately nuts. Uh, then we have a... Um, PWG World Tag Team Championship match. Oh, you get that button ready, sir. I'm, I've pulled it up. for. It's going to be the defending champions, the Rascals, which uh, consist of Zachary Wentz and Desmond Xavier. And they will be taking on best friends who make their return to PWG, which is the team of Trent and Chuck Taylor. You just made the list. My favorite wrestler ever and his best friend. So that should be pretty fucking cool. And then we have. I'm so excited to have them back. Yes. And then the main of. Honestly, I miss them both. Obviously, because I love Chuck Taylor. He's just the light of my life and makes me laugh very hard. Yes. But I really do miss Trent because he is so much fun to talk to. And you've never met him, have you? No, I have not. I need you to meet him when you go to that show. Okay. Like, if you do one thing, it's please talk with Trent. He is so funny and so wonderful and so nice and just an absolute adorable idiot. <laughs> like, he is exactly... Like, when you look at videos of Trent doing anything, like just interviews mm-hmm. and stuff, what you're seeing is literally how he behaves. There's no surprise. He's like, well, with Dustin, Dustin's like awkward sauce. Like, he's exactly how you think he would be, like, just is awkward. And then Trent is, like, awkward, but vocal and shameless about it. Absolutely. And it's just great. And I'm really, really excited about this because the Rascals are so good. Yes, yes, they are. So I may, everyone immediately, like, what happened was they announced this, and I saw it right when they announced it, and I was, like, driving home from work, and I was like, and freaked out. But, um... A bunch of people texted me at the same time. <laughs> of course and then I did. and then I texted Dustin and I was like, Dustin, everybody's texting me that you're gonna be at PWG. Are you ready to get hugged until you're real uncomfortable? Oh boy. I'm sure he And he was that. like his response was eat a butt. Nice. <laughs> Classic dust. Classic big dust. Main event is gonna be Trevor Lee taking on Jeff Cobb for the PWG World Championship. 
Um, what the fuck happened? Trevor Lee? A lot of people are saying this might be Trevor Lee's last PWG match. And I'm not sure why. But, um, hey, I think it should be a good match. Trevor Lee's crazy. Yeah, I re- I actually I thoroughly enjoy him. I think he's great. He He really knows how to take a character that, like, doesn't have a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. And make it super memorable. Yeah. Like, but then again, a lot of the people like PWG is not known for depth. Right. But Trevor Lee is just he takes what he's given and he he somehow magically makes it work towards what you would expect of him. Like it's just he he's very clever. Yeah. Despite how slow he talks. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's the card. I'm, uh, they have not announced when tickets go on sale yet, which is, uh, weird. And they better do it very soon because, yeah, I want to buy tickets for that for sure. I'm so shit broke right now. Like, I'm, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to be gone seeing you Mm -hmm. when payday happens. Nice. So I'm just going to be scrounging off of just my credit card and whatever Ernesto gives me. The scraps that Ernesto gives me. Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So that's it. Nobody asked us any questions, so whatever, I guess. Which is fine, because I'm sleepy, so... And I, um... I don't know. I gotta edit. (laughs) I gotta edit this, I guess. I'm not really sure. Oh, oh shit. I gotta... Ah, man, I have laundry that is uh, just sitting downstairs. But basically, all the roommates are gone, so whatever. Anyway, you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moonsault, and you can follow my wonderful co-host, John Pingle, on Twitter at JP Thrice. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. What happened to SoundCloud? And SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. See, I knew there was one in there. Um, so just search for Tornado Tag Radio. You can rate and review us as well. Let us know how we're doing. Yes, absolutely. You can also head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com. Buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. Uh, I feel like we said we were going to work on a new logo, and, well, that never happened. Uh, maybe we'll look into that soon. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, support TTR and all the other podcasts uh, on the NOTLG network. Uh, Patreon.com slash NOTLG. Uh, yeah, just donate. We would appreciate it. It helps us keep things a running. Help um, me, I'm poor. Yes, help Mary. She's poor. Um, I mean, you could probably just set up your own thing and people would donate to that. Yeah. All right. Um, so much effort. <laughs> So that's all for us this week. Join us again next week as we... Oh, and TLC is on Sunday, but whatever. Everybody, it's not just us. A lot of people forgot. Yeah. Uh, It's also in San Jose, so... Yeah, and I asked Mojo. Mojo was in Sacramento yesterday. One Dean Mutati. And he said, I was like, are you going to be in San Jose this weekend? He was like, I don't think so. And I was like, okay, cool, because I'm not either, and that's all that matters. (laughs) So... uh, Join us again next week for episode 190? 190? 190? No, not yet. 188. Goodness gracious. We're just trucking along. We'll get there very soon. But there's Fucking only... hell. John just got really carried away for a second Ooh. there. There's only one thing left to do. So, man, if you will... Ring the bell so I can go to bed. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit NOTLG.com.